This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. As it turns out, four weeks ago, an event occurred that... Um, started me thinking uh, about a lesson that I needed to deliver, um, formulating ideas and gathering thoughts. And um, it's going to sound repetitious because two weeks ago, Matthew gave an excellent sermon on training. He used um, a lot of his military experience as uh, examples and... Uh, it was a very good sermon. Uh, then last week, Britt delivered a sermon on training. He focused his mostly to the younger people. I'm going to talk to just everybody in general. Now, uh, about the event. Four weeks ago, my wife Sharon decided that I spend too much time alone down here in Mobidi. And so she went to talked to the local authorities, and she acquired and delivered to me a puppy. And she brought it to me for me to train. And that was my first thought, was, oh, my goodness, that's her, that's Jeannie. Uh, my first thought was, oh, my goodness, I have to train a dog. I haven't done that in years, and all the things that goes with it, I have to keep it from chewing everything and not barking all the time. And most importantly to me, I had to teach it to go outside when it needed to. And so, uh, I, I, that was my, the focus of my concentration. And I got her to where she realized that she needed to go to the back door for me to let her out. I got her to where she would do that, but she did not signal me in any way. She would just go back there and wait whatever time she thought was necessary, and then I'd be winding up mopping up a pedal. I solved that problem. I mounted a uh, wireless uh, motion detector chime at the entryway to that room so that when she went back to the back door, it would ring a bell throughout the house. And now, after only four weeks, that little puppy has trained me to jump up and go to that back door and let her out. So, that brings me to my topic today, which is simply training. We always undergo training throughout our entire lives. Recently, school started again, and uh, the students are going to be uh, having to train themselves to get up again early and go and gather their books and uh, mental challenges and perhaps physical challenges. Um, all of these things, that's going to be training. It might not seem like it, but it will be training. And we have some young people here who show animals. And they have to spend a lot of time training those animals. They have to teach the animal to lead when they uh, 
I mean, they have to teach the animal to follow when they lead. They have to teach the animal how to behave in the ring. And all the stuff that goes along with it. I've never shown animals, so I don't know, but uh, there's a bunch of it, I'm sure. And they don't realize it, but they're having to train themselves at the same time also. They're having to train themselves to wake up early and go and give the animal food and water and uh, brush its comb, uh, comb its fur out or all that stuff that goes along. And they're hoping for the best possible results. That's, that's what they're training towards. If you looked up the word training uh, for synonyms, there's a bunch of them. And um, they include instruction, teaching, coaching, schooling, education, drilling, preparation, guidance, and lessons. If a person was to hear most of those words, they might associate them with school, upbringing, uh, family life, education. But can you use those words about uh, spiritual training? Of course you can. So to get started, and here's where it may start getting familiar because a lot of these verses have been used in the past couple weeks. But we're going to go to First Timothy, uh, Timothy 4, and we're going to read verse 6 through 10. As we know, the book of Timothy is uh, a letter written by Paul uh, to a young man that was following him. And um, this particular chapter deals largely with godly training. So uh, we're going to read it. Uh, in verse 6 there, it says, If thou... Put the brethren in remembrance of these things. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Nourished up in the words of faith and good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that is that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is a Savior of all men, especially those who believe. If we went back and looked at the words nourished up in faith, it simply means to educate. That translates almost directly from that. Uh, and then you see there in verse 7 and 8, the word exercise, that comes almost directly from training. And it says there, in verse 7, that um, uh, bodily exercise profiteth little. That's not saying, uh, it was 7? Oh, 8. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not saying it's a waste of time. 
that's saying that it has some value, but the true beneficial exercise a person can do is in godliness for now and for eternity. The remainder of this chapter, Paul is basically instructing Timothy to practice, to pay attention, and to study. You know, uh, sometimes it seems like a person does not continue their training, and their abilities can kind of go stale, and they lose whatever accomplishment they may have had. Before I retired, I worked for two cities, and a lot of the city work that occurs is in the alley. That's where the gas lines and water lines and such are. And spending time in the alleys, frequently, I would find nearly new, fully functional pieces of exercise equipment that were discarded out by the dumpster. This tells me that the people started training and they had good intentions but it got stale and they quit doing it so much. So they put the, the pedal bike or whatever it is out by the dumpster and uh, somebody else might collect it or may not, but they just lost interest in it. These uh, few verses here that we just read kind of tell us that we can't just do it for a little while and then quit. You, uh, you have to remain dedicated to your training if you're going to stay in shape, whether that's physically or spiritually or however you want to look at it. You have to stay with it. Starting there in verse 11, uh, there's not too many verses left. We're going to just read the rest of the chapter. But starting there in verse 11, we read, These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which, whoops, I've got to go to the next slide, I'm sorry. Neglect not the, the gift that is in thee, which is given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself, and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. I don't know how old Timothy was. He's referred to as a youth. And depending on who's doing the describing, that could be anybody under 30. 
But we do know that Timothy's training started at an early age. He uh, had his mother teaching him. He was a follower of Paul. And we do know that he's, he started his training out early. Also, we have a verse in Proverbs that tells us to do that. And it's a familiar verse. We've all heard it. In Proverbs 22, uh, verse 6, we read, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. In fact, that's the job. The job of us, well, I'm not old, but us older people, older, wiser people, uh, those that know more, it's the job of those folks to train the young people. And um, we can see that kind of in Titus. We'll look in Titus at verse, chapter 2, verse 1. And there we read, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. They're supposed to give good examples. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may love, that they may teach their young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Continuing in verse 5, we read, to be discreet. Chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. That's one way we can train, is by listening to the elders and the people that, are, that know. We can, we can train ourselves that way. Another way to train is by surrounding ourselves with Christian friends. That, that will teach you, and, and you may not realize it, but it will teach you. Also, we can train simply by studying in 2 Timothy 2.15, another familiar verse, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Earlier I mentioned how um, training sessions can sometimes go stale. It doesn't have to, you know. Uh, if a person was to decide to read one chapter a day and be dedicated to that, just read one chapter a day, in 10 days, they would have read both books of Timothy, First and Second Timothy. And that's not that hard a habit to develop. It's just one chapter a day. And you might not think it's training, but yes, it would be. You would be training yourself. I will wrap it up here pretty quick, and I haven't spoken on the plan of salvation, but I will. 
Quickly, though, we will need to hear the word, and we can see that in Romans 10, in verse 17, we read, so, faith, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We have to believe the word. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We have to repent. Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. We have to then confess. In Romans 10.9, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt, believe on, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And then finally, we have to be baptized. In Mark 16 and 16, we read, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Today, you can start your training as a Christian and work towards that goal. All it takes is follow those steps, be baptized, and continue to train as you go through life. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.